Well, hello, welcome into another episode. Uh, this is actually kind of a bonus, surprise, surprise episode of the Growing Faith Podcast, uh, where our heart is to really just help connect with people in the local church to help care for um, in a pastoral sense. Um, and also we talk about small groups and so uh, I brought in the incredible uh, guest co-host, Kayla Smith, for yet another episode. She heard that Mark Daniels had now been a part of more <laughs> episodes than her, and so she wanted to even the score. So um, so we bring her back, um, and, and that not that this is the only thing you'll ever get to talk about. But, <laughs> Thank you. Because um, you do have a couple of other episodes that aren't on grief. But... Um, but you and I were talking and we were talking about how this time of year offers some significant challenges in the realm of grief. And so we wanted to, um, you know, do a, do a one-off, you know, like outside of the usual schedule of when episodes drop to try to just get this into people's hands, um, into their ears, you know, to Mm -hmm. make it available to them. And so, um, why, why are you here today? Why don't you just talk to me about... Talk to me about the burden on your heart, because you actually, you drove this, like. Yeah, um, so for those of you that maybe didn't listen to the previous episodes we had, the reason Pastor Rick. You're such a good host, (laughs) I I should have done that, so. Um, The reason Pastor Rick has kindly asked me on to talk about this topic is that I lost my father, um, not quite three years ago, um, shortly after Christmas in January. Um, And so we've talked in other episodes about how to care for people in grief, how to care for yourself in grief. And now we want to talk about how to deal with the grief and the emotions that crop up around the holidays, because the holidays are really hard for a couple different reasons. Um, You know, there's all those past memories of really good times that you spent with the people that you love that aren't here now. And then a lot of times people pass away or get sick during the holiday season. Um, You know, with winter coming on, a lot of people can get that flu bug, can get pneumonia. Um, it's just hard on people, especially if they're a little bit older. And so you can also have those memories of people, that sickness time and that passing away time that you're dealing with on top of trying to make Christmas a really great affair for your family or the people around you or for yourself. So it's just a really complicated time. And I think it's really valuable to hop on and just talk about that and what we can do to help each other and help ourselves. You know, it's it's actually super interesting that you mentioned that particular dynamic about people actually passing away during this time of year. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually that double, like you're you're crossing that anniversary type of moment where um, a lot of people even, their bodies respond Absolutely. on the day. Cause it, and it's, so it's not like, not this thing that's just in your head, it's in your physical body, your emotions. I, I think it's even a spiritual thing because, you know, God didn't create us to die like mm-hmm. he didn't create death death was a uh you know a result of the curse of sin in the world and so spiritually we we kind of rebel yeah. against this whole idea of death uh, but as you mentioned that it makes me it makes me think of a couple of friends of mine um like no a couple of christmases of mine have been like significantly impacted i didn't really like um, realize it, yeah. but now that I'm reflecting on it, um, I got a friend named Mike, and um, actually on on Christmas Day, I was in the hospital uh, with his wife, um, and and just you know visiting with her and praying for her, and, and she actually passed away a couple days later, and so yeah. so now my friend Mike is um, 
you know, I actually just talked to him on the phone today and we were talking about that dynamic of, okay, this year is, this year's feeling a little bit better than, than last year, Rick, you know, he's what he told me as yeah. he's like, I'm just, I'm every year. I'm just, I'm growing. I'm, I'm making some progress, you know, I'm keeping putting one foot in front of the other. And mm-hmm. well, I love that you reached out to him though and said, Hey, this dynamic's there. Just want to check in, make yeah. sure that, you know, if you need an ear, I'm here. If you just need to process privately, that's okay. But you're not mm-hmm. alone. You're not forgotten. That's so valuable to people. Yeah. So we want to talk, one, just bring it to people's attention, right? Mm-hmm. G.I. Joe says that knowing <laughs> is half the battle. And so uh, really, if we just ended the episode right here, I think we've already done some good. Sure. Because we bring it to people's attention. Hey, by the way. Um, in case you're, uh, you know, knee deep in Christmas gift lists yep. and, um, and, and parties and, you know, whatever else is in trying to find the perfect tree in the mud and the rain and all of that. Um, remember, uh, remember that if you're the one that's going through grief, you're not alone. Yeah. And if you're the one that maybe isn't, or even if you are, Remember that you're not the only one and and that there are other people that need you and that you can reach out to. So, um, so we talked a little bit about already, you know, why, why the holidays are so difficult. It's all these family times, you know, Mm -hmm. like in, in America anyways, our holidays are, you know, it's, it's time for families to gather. Mm -hmm. And so we have to go through these family times without those. And it, it's that up in your face reminder of the loss, not just Mm -hmm. the theory or the idea of the loss. And so, um, and then the added, the added bonus or no, you know, the added, uh, factor. I don't know. I can't complicate the the added complicate. I'm just so positive all the time (laughs) that all I could think of was the word bonus. Um, yeah, the added complication of it frequently being also an anniversary. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's talk about first, let's talk about the people outside of the immediate grief circle, if you will. So the friends, the, the church members, the small group leader, the, the ministry team leader, you know, all of those, because we're, we're always talking in the context of the local church. Yeah. Because um, we believe, hey, if you're, I don't know, if you're not connected to a local church, man, plug in, you're plug out. into one. It's. Uh, so much it's so much life there a lot of challenges heck yeah <laughs> have you been hurt in church probably I can't think of a time oh man yeah. I've been hurt in church um, but I've also been like so much more so mm-hmm. helped and benefited and loved and encouraged and strengthened so um, so let's talk about those people for a minute we have a couple of points what what are some things that you would offer to the small group leader to all those people that we just talked about in the church as you consider people that are going through a blue Christmas. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is reach out and make sure they know that they're not forgotten because I think it's harder to reach out for yourself during the holiday season because everybody is so busy. You look on Facebook and it's, I got my Christmas shopping done today and then I took the kids to the Santa Claus and then we went and looked at Lightstein and now we're going to someone's house for a party. And you know, the, the season is so busy, which is a beautiful part of the season is there's so much connection and love and, and things going on between people. But when you are just feeling pain and sadness and you're just kind of like looking for somewhere to make you feel maybe a little bit better, a little bit of connection, it can be hard to call somebody up and say, hey, um, 
I was wondering if maybe we could get together and we could do a gift exchange for our kids or something, you know? So just reaching out to people and being like, hey, um, you know, it's your first Christmas without your husband. Why don't you sit with us during Christmas Eve services? I don't want you to feel alone. Um, and I'm not saying you have to invite people over on Christmas morning to spend it with you and your family, but just kind of going to them and saying, hey, I just wanted to spend a little bit of special time with you this Christmas because I know it's harder. Why don't you come over? We'll do lunch together. We can exchange our gifts, and we can just have a little bit of nice time with us and you and me or your family and my family. Um, and just making sure people are remembered. Still invite them to the holiday parties. They may not come, but they're going to appreciate that invitation and knowing that they're loved. And then if they do come, give them grace. Don't don't expect them to bring a potluck item. Don't expect them to bring a hostess gift. Allow them to come and just sit on the couch and observe what's going on because they're just trying to feel a little bit better. And when you can get around people who are happy, that does lift your mood, even if you can't necessarily smile and laugh and play all the games. So right. just really being deliberate about reaching out and making those invitations and making those connections. And they may or may not take you up on them, but they're going to really appreciate that you saw them and that you didn't forget them. Yeah, it's one of those things where even if they you know, can't, they're not available, they're not up to it, mm -hmm. you still accomplish a large majority of what needs to be accomplished in that moment simply by saying, hey, I'm here, I see you, I care. I care so much, I'm actually willing to create this opportunity for us to yeah. connect. <clears throat> then also, I mean, if you have the ability to even, I mean, if you know, obviously you know the person, like, hey, you know they like to watch movies, and, you know, the new Star Wars movie is coming out, like, hey, like, you know, hey, you want to go see the movie on Thursday? Like, that'd be super fun. And yeah. finding um, maybe, maybe the big family event is not the right context for the person, everybody's you know at a different place in their grief journey and their loss, and mm -hmm. and so sometimes they're like, oh yes, what exactly what I need is to be around the kids and the the life of the party. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's the last thing I can see myself handling is to be in the midst of that. But yeah. boy, it sure would be great to go, you know, you know, slam down a bucket of popcorn with you and yeah. drink too much cherry coke. Kind of disappear from I this world for a little bit. I love cherry coke yeah. at the movie theater. So, <laughs> it's all about the popcorn for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, the popcorn is merely to create the appetite <laughs> for the cherry coke cuz you know the saltiness and you're like I need more drink and yeah. oh, I love cherry. I don't know why. Um, this part of the podcast is brought to you in part by, no, just no. kidding. <laughs> I I wish Cherry Coke would um, sponsor us. So, if That'd you work fun. for Coke, let me know. Um, go ahead. Can I actually, I'm going to interject real fast too, because um, I think also looking at practical needs of people during the holidays. So one of the, the nicest things that someone did when my dad was actively passing away, because my dad was passing away at Christmas time. Um, we were frantically trying to move out of one condo in Seattle, get him to our home in Southern Oregon, deal with putting things in storage, deal with his health, hmm. deal with getting the hospice set up all in the December season. And, um, and it's a lot. And, you know, that year for Christmas, we were like, obviously we're not doing anything you know we're not nothing's going on but my mom's friend showed up and she's like here's your tree and you know we weren't gonna get a tree we weren't gonna decorate but she was like no you need a tree and she and her husband came in set up a tree and put a beautiful tree in our house and it just it made a little bit of a difference you know it just reminded us that it's still christmas and we should still celebrate that and we should still have presents and remember this time with my dad sorry oh, it's and, um, you know, and that's, 
it's silly, but those little practical things help. And not just the first year. Like, if someone loses mm. their husband and he did the tree every year, how is that woman going to get a tree the next year, the following so year, two years yeah. on? You know, that's going to might be a struggle for them. Maybe they don't have his truck anymore. Maybe they just don't have the physical strength. Maybe they need someone to put their Christmas lights up and off, up, yeah. up and down yeah. for mm-hmm. them. Just those little practical needs that can really take someone's holidays and lift it just a little bit. You know, and they don't really want to ask for that help because everybody's busy. But if you yeah. just say, hey, I've got an afternoon on Saturday. I can come get those lights up for you if you have them ready to go. Yeah. They can. They, they, they might say no, but they would really appreciate that too. So I could see somebody in this moment. Um, first of all, just thank you so much for being just so real. I really appreciate that because I think it just helps. Um, I'm sure that there's people listening today that they – They'd say, in theory, I can kind of identify with you, but if I'm really honest, I haven't walked that journey. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what that feels like, and so some of the ideas can be completely like, oh wow, that's a great point. But I could also see there being this, this sense of overwhelm yeah. coming in, like, oh my gosh, like as I'm sitting here right now, I can think of ten people that actually experienced significant losses around Christmas time. I think, gosh, mm-hmm. do I have the time, the availability, the wherewithal to help all 10 of them? No, I don't. Like, just to be really honest. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I can't make time to help one. Absolutely. And and so I just, as you were talking, I just felt like it's important to point out, like, um, as it comes to the beginning of the Christmas season, I mean, you could do this a couple of ways. Just, I guess if we just go real practical, is man pull your phone out right now and look at your calendar and and set you know set a recurring once a year for december 1st um identify the the friend that's been through loss that you're going to reach out to this christmas season it doesn't even have to be the same person every year though it could be one of those things where you kind of just adopt them you know Mm -hmm. as part of your family or whatever and that's awesome too uh, because, you know, in Psalms it says that God takes the lonely and he puts them into families. And so there's yeah. something really powerful about that. But maybe it's maybe it's a different person every year and you just allow kind of the Holy Spirit to drop someone on your heart. And and it's okay to use technology to yes. remind you, 100%. like, okay, today I'm going to take 10 minutes. I'm just going to sit quietly for a minute and think about my friends and think about the people that are around me and go, huh, is there someone in my world that could use a little something extra this this holiday season that I could be part of bringing a little joy, yeah. a little peace, a little love, all the things that Jesus did for us when he came and we could represent Christ to them. I think that's pretty powerful. So um, I think that's some pretty cool stuff that you just kind of went through. So we're you know, just don't leave people alone. Um, have those have those conversations with them. Invite them to come. The simple things, mm-hmm. the, the thing that everybody can do. Yeah. Hey, invite them to come and sit with you at church. Yeah. Maybe it goes so far as to invite them to come to church. Yeah. Because there could be the mm-hmm. avoidance factor of like, you know what, Holly Jolly and First Noel and Silent Night, I don't want yeah. any of it. And so because... They're, because they're pushing away the holiday season, they could actually be 
you know, accidentally at the same time pushing away all their friends and support. Or even like sometimes when people go through a loss, they get mad at God and they walk Mm -hmm. away for a while. But, you know, there's this magical, something magical about Christmas and Easter when people are willing to listen to the gospel and come back to church. So, yeah, maybe you're that nudge that says, hey, yeah, you know, I understand why you're mad at God. I don't really blame you. Kind of a bad situation that happened. It's really hard. But... Come to candlelight service. This will be nice. We'll sing Christmas carols and get hot cocoa, and yeah. kids will be there, and they'll be adorable, and it'll right. be fun. And they'll be like, well, yeah, it's not really church, so I guess maybe I can go. And, yeah. And then it just opens that door for God to really work on their heart, gives you a chance, open that door for you to minister to them and you to, you know, speak what God would have you speak into their lives in a very different way. That's awesome. So now let's uh, kind of shift for a minute and begin to think about the the grieving person, mm-hmm. and let's speak let's speak into their world, um, because we've kind of talked about some of the topics. Now we can just be a little more specific, a little more directed. So we've talked to the people that can help minister to them. Now, what are a couple of things you would like to say to the grieving person? You know, like hey, from from one heart, you know, from one broken, aching heart to another. Here's some things maybe that you've been through or maybe maybe you haven't personally been through, but maybe you've watched family member or friend walk through in their in their journey. What are some things you would say to them today to help encourage them in this season? I would say that it's okay to start building new traditions. You know, it's not dishonoring your loved one. It's not forgetting them, but you've got to create something that doesn't have a tinge of sadness to it, Hmm. you know? Um, So I would say, you know, keep some of those old traditions, you know, maybe you still go for Christmas light drive on New Year's Eve or, you know, whatever it might be. For us, we always put like the same two items in my dad's stocking and we still do that. We still make his stocking Mm. every year. Um, But it's also okay and I think it's important to start looking forward and being like, okay, what do we do now that we're on our own to make make the holidays ours mm-hmm. a little bit? And like my mom and I started making chicken enchiladas on New Year's Eve. I don't know why. We just did it one evening. And now this year we're like, oh, we still have some of that sauce, so we can make some more chicken enchiladas. <laughs> you know, it's just – but you just have to come up with new traditions um, and that, again, don't have that little tinge of sadness with them. Mm-hmm. So you can still remember your loved one. You can still honor your loved one. Because Christmas is never going to be the same without that person, you know. But it's also okay to be like, this is our new life, though, and and we want to make it a good one, and we want to be happy. Um, Because that's what they want you to be is happy. So um, I just want to – I just want to maybe – maybe this is a good way to put it. I want to give you permission to do that. I want to give you permission to start something fresh and start something new this year. If that's something you've been struggling with, I guess the word the word picture that kind of comes to my mind is um, a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Is that you know, say, if you want to take the the world you were in before is the gas powered vehicle, mm-hmm. and we're not asking you to go to a completely electric vehicle that's completely different, operates on completely different rules and and everything, but to have this hybrid thing where you have that same gas powered thing. Yeah. But you also have this electric, battery-powered situation, and you know, like uh, I think Toyota is the one that has the Synergy Drive. That there actually is. Um, I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> I know, but uh, uh, it's how it recharges the battery. Uh, you know, so you can drive and drive and drive with yeah. the battery not running out. And 
And there's something powerful about it actually that the battery is powered by the the old motor, you know, the, yeah. the gas powered motor that that you can actually be powered and energized by the the great memories mm -hmm. of the past and yet building something new in this beautiful combination of the two. That it's not divorcing yourself from this and moving on to this, but it is bringing with you this, recognizing that new needs to be added to it, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that both then go further as a result. So um, I just kind of thought that was a good um, picture for for the thing is you're not trying to completely do away with, no. but you also, you know, like you you have to you have to move forward. You have you know, to like, move forward. <clears throat> So, okay, so um, giving them permission to make new traditions while still honoring the old. Um, what, are, what are some other things that you would say? I think it's also really important that you make something of an effort to keep yourself connected. You know, we just got done telling all your friends to invite you to parties. Now you got to go to some of them, you know. And you don't have to go to everyone, and you don't have to stay there the whole time, and you don't have to be the life of the party and play all the party games. But, you know, the holidays are hard. The weather's down, so you can get that depression from that. You're remembering your loved one. Maybe there's the anniversary. There's all these things that can, you know, add to your gloom and your depression. But, you know, just being around joy and being around festive things can lift you up a little bit. You know, don't put the pressure on yourself to bring the traditional giant potluck dish that you brought every year prior. Maybe just go grab a veggie tray at, at Fred Meyer or something. But if you get invited somewhere, go. And if you're nervous, say to the host, like, hey, I don't know, like, I'm really kind of having a hard time with the holidays, but I really want to come. And they'll say to you, we just want you here. We just love you and we want you here. And you don't have to be the life of my party. You just, I just want you here because I love you and I want to make sure that you have some, some good times going on this year. And, you know, just making sure that, you know, we're staying connected into church. It's really easy to fall apart, again, because – you're still probably feeling the pressure to put on the perfect Christmas for your kids or your family, even though you're hurting. And so it can be harder maybe to get into church because you have less energy to go do that shopping and do those things. And you want to take advantage of the time that you do have. But make it a point to come and make it a point to still keep that connection with God. You know, do your devotionals, do your time with the Lord coming into church, I think is important. Um, and yeah, I just think those things are really important. And then just making a deliberate effort to bring Christmas around you. Play Christmas music. Put up a few decorations. You don't have to decorate the whole house, but just, you know, throw some ornaments on your tree. Put a few lights around your windowsill. Something that just reminds you it's Christmas time when you look at it. So that, again, just kind of that joy by association will begin to leach into your life a little bit. But all these things we have to do deliberately it's so easy to just sit down and say I don't feel well I'm sad I just want to sit with this and we can't really allow ourselves to do that all the time absolutely when you're having a really big surge of emotions take the time to process those that's okay God gave us these emotions they're important they help us heal they help us comprehend what's going on you know, take that time to sit with them and bring them to the Lord. And maybe that's a whole day. Maybe that's just your morning devotional time. But also make an effort to get out of that. Make an effort to deliberately make connections with others and deliberately bring Christmas into your life because we just can't sit there all the time or we'll never heal. And, and it's just it's just hard. So you just can't do that. You got to make the effort. 
That's so good. I um, it makes me think of uh, a phrase that I that I share with uh, married couples, and you know, quite quite frequently, like in a marriage counseling type of scenario, is that loving feelings follow loving actions, yeah, and not the other way around. So, in the context of a marriage, the way that works is um, don't wait until you feel like being loving to be loving. Um, act act like you love the person and guess what you'll feel more frequently you will feel like you love the person mm -hmm. than if you don't do those things and and if we wait until we feel that way our loving actions will be fewer and further between on a ever declining scale <clears throat> and i think that the same type of principle then yeah. then applies in this situation it's kind of what you were describing is you you know like hey you don't feel christmasy go be Christmassy yeah. and you'll begin to feel more. So uh, it's that you, the emotions are real and they need to be acknowledged. They need to be felt and processed. But they also, I always say, emotions are good indicators. They're terrible dictators. So good. And so make sure that, and, and that's so much easier said than done, Rick. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, but the encouragement is there that we... Um, don't allow ourselves to just be completely boxed in uh, because it, I think it's one of the tactics of the enemy to Absolutely. steal, to kill, and to destroy. They, he wants to steal joy from you. He wants to steal relationships from you because all of those things can bring life to you. And so, um, man, I think that uh, that's a pretty good chunk, uh, a good for chunk. people to yeah. kind of chew on and process. Um, along with their holiday meal. So um, so again, thank you so much for taking time and again, just for being vulnerable and sharing your heart. Uh, I think it's just so helpful to bring it to the table and say, you know what? Um, you know what? You're not the only one yeah. going through this. And that's so important that you might actually be able to experience some life and some joy by simply uh, sending an encouraging text or a friendly reminder that someone is loved in your world. Um, you know, if a man wants friends, he must first himself be friendly. And there's some, something about us stepping into a place of being life-giving that quite frequently uh, often, you know, results in us receiving life yeah. back into our world. And so um, one, one parting thought for the audience, ready, set, go. Um, it doesn't get easier, but it gets better. You know, hmm. you're always going to miss that person. You're always going to have that sadness. And it's it, it doesn't get easier to deal with the hurt. It doesn't get easier to deal with. Like, for me, I, I get physical, like, physically ill when I, when I really start to grieve my dad. I just... And that doesn't get easier, but it does get better. You know, you learn hmm. you learn how to, how to work through those when they happen more... I don't want to say quickly, but more more purposefully and and you learn and you know you're able to just look more with joy on what you did have so it doesn't get easier but it does get better and every year will be a little different and every year we'll have more joy more joy and more joy upon wow i know i uh, i kind of surprised you with that question uh, but you crushed it um <laughs> that that's like great place that's a great place to end it doesn't get easier but it does get better
Well, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us today as we, uh, you know, our heart is to just share with you uh, tools and part of our journey to help you in this holiday season, in this in this kind of special episode. Um, so we thank you so much for your time today, um, praying that God's, uh, God's peace, his uh, life-giving, life-making whole kind of peace would be upon your hearts in this Christmas season as we remember uh, Jesus' first coming and look with great anticipation towards his second coming. Um, so we pray that you are blessed today um, by these words and also just by the love of our Father God and that you experience love and grace and peace in the midst of this season, um, even in the midst of, of, of really walking through grief. And so uh, our heart is that you're blessed and encouraged today. And if you have any ideas and thoughts you'd like to share with us, for any future episodes, love to hear from you. And you can reach me at rickm at manahouse.church. And uh, just love to hear from you. And in the meantime, like and share and comment. If this uh, resource has been helpful to you, help us get the word out and make it available to more people. So with that, thank you again, Kayla. And you. everybody have a wonderful day.